Yay! Welcome to Yes to Soul, an Akashic Spark podcast with Tatiana. I'm a certified advanced Akashic Record practitioner with all five certifications from Linda Howe's curriculum. I use the pathway prayer process to access the heart of the Akashic Records. My pronouns are she, her. I am a messenger being called to plant the seeds of this resource, sharing the knowledge and educating to the best of my ability to awaken humanity so that their paths may be illuminated. The Akashic Records are an energetic realm of love that holds the vibrational record of your soul story as it pertains to you. Love is the fuel for you and your journey in this lifetime as well as past and future lives. If this lights a spark in you, then I invite you to join me, and I'm delighted to have you here. Let's begin this Akashic adventure. Hi, my name is Tatiana, and today my guest is Sarah Shermis. She is a healer and a spiritual guide, as well as a certified Akashic Record reader. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> I actually haven't ever met you in person, so this is uh, exciting to no. talk to you separately from, um, I, I TA'd a class you were in, right? Yeah, I think you were in both of them that I took with Helen, which is cool. Yeah. Okay, so here's my first question. Can you briefly tell your story about how you found or you were led to the Akashic Records? So um, I was led here when... I went to Costa Rica in 2014 for a teacher training. Um, it was to become a 500-hour certified instructor. And we were meditating every single morning um, for about an hour and a half. And during one of those meditations, there was um, an elderly man who was taking um, the class with us. And he had said, you know, I'm this, um, retired, like Delta CEO, something like that, like very high up in a company. And, um, and he would do a ton of teacher trainings and he had turned to me and had said, um, you know, I feel like your soul has messages for you and it wants you to listen. And, um, I didn't know what that meant because I was not, akin to anything spiritual. I mean, I had some understandings, of course, because I was a yoga teacher already, but um, I got on a plane to come home from Costa Rica, and I remember thinking, like, man, I feel like I need to speak to a psychic. Um, funny enough, I was getting lunch with a friend, and she was late, and um, she had explained, like, I just got a reading. I'm so sorry, and I was like, what's a reading? And she explained that she had met with Helen over the phone. Um, Helen's our mutual friend and teacher. And um, Helen was practicing giving Akashic Record readings at the time. And so she gave me her number. And then that's, you know, how I got started. And Helen had said way back then, um, you know, one day you're going to do what I'm doing. And um, like you have these gifts too. And I didn't really understand what that meant at the time, um, but it resonated. I felt like I 
I knew things and I wouldn't have called it psychicness. I just knew things. That's how I would have put it. Um, but as it turns out, uh, a lot of what I did know about my life had ended up coming true and always had throughout my life. So I would say that's the you know, main ability that I have is being a psychic and all the other ones were developed later. Nice. Thank you. What, what is influencing you right now that you want to share? Oh man, I would, so I would definitely say forgiveness. Um, you know, I, I have, I went through a lot over the past five years and I've been in this place of true stillness. I think all of us have because of quarantine, but, um, mine started way before quarantine. Um, and when you are still enough in your life, um, the world stops giving you experiences. And instead of those, you know, external experiences that we go through, um, bringing up the emotions in us to trigger us, to heal, to whatever, um, to transmute. Instead of that happening externally, it just started happening for me internally. So I would just start feeling things and, um, and it would happen to go or correlate with the moon cycles. And for me recently, um, this is, this keeps showing up. So, you know, almost like with every moon cycle, I'm triggered into this place of um, getting these thoughts where I'm remembering old hurts, old pains, the way that somebody talked to me or treated me. And um, it brings up a bunch of anger. And I realized like through, you know, these triggers that one of the hardest feelings to transmute is anger where you can take anger and you turn it into something more productive. But also um, one of my favorite feelings is anger. And I realized that because I actually enjoy feeling that fire in my belly um, that's associated with that emotion. That's how I experience it in my body. And so, um, you know, there's a part of me that I think doesn't want to let go of these past experiences because it continues to bring up this feeling that I'm kind of enjoying. And um, yet there's another part of me that knows uh, that I'm kind of being guided to forgive and to let go. Um, so yeah, it's been more of a struggle and something that has shown up in a, a lot of ways for me. Do you feel that there's a connection between the, like the anger and like the passion and creativity? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually I turn it into more creativity. Um, it feels like it's sort of on the brink of me transmuting it because it just comes up a lot. Um, and I sit with it a lot. And usually that's how it changes for me into something else and no longer associated with pain. It, it isn't associated with pain so much as just like pure, um, like wanting to feel the feeling just because I like it um, rather than you know, needing to grieve over it or something like that. Like the grief has already happened is how I see my process so far. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and Cause I, I have that connection. I'm, um, I have a lot of fire. So mm -hmm. I, have to, uh, mm -hmm. 
it helps to be really creative and very passionate about things. It keeps me, yeah. you know, more in the light, right? Yeah, I definitely feel that too. I can yeah. relate. What is the one thing you want to work on in, so you can pick like 2021 or you can pick a time period or you can even pick a season if it's something that, that resonates for you. So right now I am actually working on, um, speaking of creativity, um, Oracle cards. Oh, cool. And, um, another like passion of mine is I actually really love tarot. Um, so besides being an Akashic record reader, I like tarot. I don't offer tarot readings for people. I'd much prefer just to read their records. Um, but for myself, I enjoy, um, getting or discerning the feelings that I'm picking up on from the cards. Um, and sometimes those will trigger me as well, but, um, you know, it's really helped me on my healing journey to sort of discover deeper levels of my intuition through tarot. And it's something like I offer for people sometimes in workshops for free is like how to read tarot. Um, but I definitely have connected with cards and, um, there's a, a two decks that I'm working on currently, um, which I'm hoping to develop more into the fall and winter. So hopefully, you know, throughout the fall, um, I can work on it even more. That would be amazing. I'd love to have a deck out at least one by the winter. Are you doing the illustrations or is someone else doing them? I'm, I'm just going to use photo stock, like free photos online mm-hmm. for it. Um, if you know an artist, I'm, you know, down to collaborate, but I've, mm-hmm. um, I've really been enjoying like putting them together. Um, also based on, you know, things that come up in other people's readings, not that I'm, you know, pointing something out. It's just a theme or um, it's kind of like reminding me part of what I've had to go through to get to where I am as well. Um, Thinking back on those experiences as well has helped me to come up with these decks. And what are your favorite decks that you work with, with for yourself right now? So I really love the Wheel of the Year tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit different than the Rider Weight deck. The Wheel of the Year is a little bit more cartoonish, which is nice because you can use your intuition to kind of pick up different me- um, uh, different messages than the um, classic deck. So it's almost like you you get alternative meanings from the cards. Um, And another beautiful deck that I really love but don't have yet is the, it's like Dark Wood Tarot or um, I think that's what it's called. And it's Sleeping Beauty-like pictures. So it's not Sleeping Beauty. It's just, um, it it reminds me of that Disney movie, the characters. Yeah. Um, Another deck that I, I love Rebecca Campbell's decks, both of her decks. I only have one of them. Um, and yeah, I'd say that those, those are probably my favorites right now. I haven't heard of any of those. Those sound cool. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I can send you some pictures too. Thank you. Okay. What is um, one little thing that you appreciate today and also maybe something from yesterday? Mm. I appreciate the fact that um, 
I went through a shoulder surgery recently and um, today I'm still resting and not pushing myself um, to, you know, move my arm or try and put up my hair or do certain things. Like I'm very okay today with not being as mobile or being as quick to get things done. Um, it's, it's really allowed for me to just be still and um, appreciate what my body gives me every day. And then um, yesterday, I would say, uh, yesterday was actually my first day back reading Akashic Records again. Um, I took a little hiatus while I was healing and um, it was just a really beautiful experience for me again. And I realized um, how much more aligned I am with this work now, um, which is amazing. And I feel really grateful for that experience. That's beautiful. Okay. Thank you. Next question. <laughs> what are the <laughs> things that you can't control? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the timing of things, <laughs> um, just three, I mean, it's like a list, uh, the emotions that I feel, I feel that they're given to me. Yeah. I feel, I, I really do. I feel like, um, it's up to me to accept them in, in those given moments, um, that I experience them or that they come through. And if I don't, experience them that's what gives me anxiety um and usually they're like little blips like they're tiny little waves um and I, I so I definitely feel like I can't um like not feel um and then the third thing I would say is destiny uh I do believe in destiny that there are certain parts that are written and um it's up to us to align with those parts. I think that there are things that on numerous occasions I would have wanted to change about my own experiences. Um, but I definitely feel like those were sort of destined points for me along the path. So yeah, those are probably three things. And has your Akashic record practice like influenced your, like your feelings about destiny? or your experience? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe in free will and I believe, you know, we can change our mind and, um, we don't have to align with the greatest good or, you know, our, our own greatness. But, um, for me personally, that's, that's my goal. I want to know, um, myself in my highest form. Like, that's very important to me. And, um, you know, whatever it takes to get there, I'm willing to lose or sacrifice or surrender so that I can meet and be in that highest version. And I don't believe it's a destined place per se, but more, more or less like um, a rolling experience, you know? So it's not so much, oh, I'm, I'm finally her today. It's like, I can feel her, you know, in my presence. And that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. What is a way or the ways that you show people who you are? Ooh. 
I've always sort of felt like I am most me, like the most version of me is through my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's like one way to truly get to know me is through my words. Um, I, I really try and align with them. Like I definitely say what I mean and I mean what I say and I don't say something and then, you know, want to take it back. Like that's not, um, that's not a feeling like I, I like within myself that makes me, me feel disoriented. So, um, I try not to engage or say things I don't mean. I also, you know, really just try and share my truths with people. Um, Even if I think it might make them uncomfortable to hear something or um, for me to be vulnerable, I still believe in doing it because ultimately um, it's, it may stir up something in them that maybe they do need to address. And, um, and I don't mind it when, when people stir things up in me that I need to address by sharing their own truths with me. So, you know, I think it's, it's really important in that, in that way to be honest and open. And then I would say the last way that I, you know, share with people who I am is, by uh, following through. I think that that's super important too. Yeah, that's nice. Um, Honesty is huge for me too. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. (laughs) You really can't move forward unless you have that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even that honesty, it's like, oh, that thing that I did a while back, you know, going back and saying, I, you know, I didn't handle it well or whatever, you know. (laughs) right right it can be so simple and yet you like can't you can't move forward unless that's the starting point yeah yeah it's really come up for me in parenting (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. okay um I don't envy that right now (laughs) it's beautiful I love being a parent (laughs) they're like little teachers that grow into adult teachers for me (laughs) Oh man. <laughs> oh goodness. I want to pull a card from this deck. It's a it's oh. called the Word Sisters Oracle deck. Oh cool. And I'm going to pull a card and can you, do you want to let me know um how it resonates with you from an akashic perspective or from any perspective? Yeah, sure. Yeah, any perspective too. Okay. I really like this deck, so. Oh cool. I'm super fond of it. <laughs> Send me a photo of it. Here we go. Oh, interesting. I got candle for peace. Oh, nice. I'm going to read it. Candle for peace. Cultivate a moment of quiet to soothe your nerves. Peace is a soft magic that is mimicked through personal interaction, inner work, and consistency. If you find yourself in conflict, now is the time to focus on resolution rather than holding tight to your defenses. Light an inner sacred fire, one that may be a source of inner calm and purpose. Mm-hmm. And these cards, they're really pretty. They're um, like hand-drawn illustrations. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I always appreciate that on cards. Yeah. That definitely resonates. I think... Um, 
you know, going back to what we were talking about with anger and um, like holding a grudge, I, I started writing a post on that actually. Um, yeah, I think that's um, me, <laughs> um, my guides or a higher self basically saying, yeah, get to work again. <laughs> Let's um, move toward peace instead of being with the anger that I do feel. And it was, you know, it was a collection of experiences where I was just betrayed a lot. I, um, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking of one experience in particular um, with a friend that I let her back into my life um, this year. And then, you know, she hurt me again in the same way that it happened prior. Um, and there were just a lot of instances like that where, um, it's, it seems like I, you know, cut off these relationships and then the people came back and, you know, I think I was in an open place or something when they reapproached me, um, I let them back in and then I was hurt again. And so there's this grudge that I know I'm holding on to and, um, I like the feeling of the anger that's with it. It's not so much that I feel like I need to grieve those losses because I think that that grief has already uh, come and gone. Like I don't feel, well, I guess there's many stages of grief and this anger is one of them, but I don't feel the heaviness or the sadness that I once did um, or the melancholy or, you know, anything like that. It's more, it's not even resentment. It's like, just like, how dare you, you know? Um, and really it could just be anger at my own self because I think ultimately people just serve us as mirrors in the end, showing us what we need to heal within ourselves. So it might just be, you know, mistrust within myself. Like how could I have not seen all the red flags the first time or, you know, ignored them the second time. And so being upset with myself for letting my guard down. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's a part of it too, is that there are walls that I'm holding on to as well, which, you know, might be restricting my levels of peace at this time too. So yeah, it definitely resonates. Yeah. And I'm sure you've gone into your records and explored that, right? Yeah, I definitely have. Maybe not as much as I could, but um, my guides have, you know, were the ones to actually tell me back in May, like, um, you're working on forgiveness right now. And I didn't really understand it at the time um, because I thought like I had, I thought I did that. <laughs> um, you know, and I think it's a layered thing. Like it's, multi-layered I don't just think it's like oh yeah like things are fine you know yeah. um it's like you go through one layer and then the next layer gets revealed and then the next layer and so maybe I'm like seven layers deeper than I was in May with it and I realized like oh no you actually <laughs> you've still got more to go <laughs> yeah. I'm that way with limits and boundaries so I'm like oh <laughs> here he comes again <laughs> yeah shows up again. <laughs> okay, these next set of questions are questions that I ask all my guests. Okay, cool. 
what do you always say yes to and why? It doesn't have to be something spiritual, of course. It could be, you know, whatever pops in. Yeah. Um, being by myself, um, and it's not so much that anybody asks me <laughs> so much as, um, <laughs> like, if I have that option, like, I will take that option over being with others. Um, and it's not that, you know, I don't enjoy being around others. I do. I just, like, limited – I'm more of, like, a limited – time person where um like if it's a birthday party or I guess people don't have those anymore but you know say for example like it's a social thing I I'll probably be the first to leave you know I'm I'm definitely one of those people um so yeah being alone saying yes to being alone (laughs) cool what might you say yes to a spontaneous trip yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah <Me too>. <laughs> and <laughs> what what have you just started saying yes to and why letting people in my life um like in um deeper ways I I think you know I just I've been through so much it's a, like a car accident that severely injured me um a couple of autoimmune diseases and a lot of, a lot of time spent alone, um, really processing everything that had happened, a lot of traumas that came up. And as a result, I really stepped away from any kind of friends. I I mean, I, I had like very limited contact with anybody, um, mostly because I didn't think they would understand what I was going through. And, um, I've only recently opened up with, um, one, one woman in particular, she's become, she started off as a client. She's become my really good friend. Her name is Bria. And, um, she like, she really, I don't know how else to put it. She really pursued our friendship. Like she really like wanted to get to know me and it wasn't in an invasive way. It was just like, I think you're special and I would like to be your friend, you know, and I just, I was thrown off so much by that because, um, it had never really occurred to me that somebody would want that with me because I seriously had been, it had been like five years of me basically being like this like solo person and the only other people that I let in ended up hurting me. And so, um, yeah, it was just, it was a long road to get to this place. And that's been like really special and neat. Do you, um, do you think you guys have had past lives together? Yeah, I, I actually, she asked me to, um, I had offered, I was like, oh yeah, next time I'm in my records, I should look into it. And, um, she asked in her own records and, um, we had been sisters before, oh. which I can definitely see because yeah. it's very, like, it's such an easy friendship and she truly sees me. So it's been easy for me to be vulnerable again. Um, it's been a few years since I've been able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really important, you know, to have someone that you can yeah be super vulnerable Trust. with. Yeah. And feel safe, right? Yeah, definitely. Which is nice. Like there's no, 
you know, judgment. And that's what I had experienced so much of. It was like judging me left and right for what I had been through. And I didn't, you know, really understand that. But I think that was also a reflection of what I had been doing to myself for a a number of years, you know, prior to um, my life dramatically shifting and changing. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a recent new friend that, you know, it was was the same kind of thing. It super clicked and she wanted to be friends with me. Yeah. It's really, it's really beautiful, isn't it? And I've shared stuff that's like, you know, it's like embarrassing. (laughs) And um, yeah, I feel shame about sometimes. Right. And she just showers me with love. And, um, and reminds me that I am trying, right? Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's really, it's, you know, um, interesting. I had put on a vision board a few years ago, um, at the top of the board, like a, a feeling that I wanted to feel that year. Um, it never happened that year. It, it happened this year. It was like three years ago. I think I put to see and be seen and, um, I didn't realize like at the time how scary that actually is, but now, um, I don't know. I just think that that's maybe the most beautiful thing that somebody could ever, um, give to you is the ability to see you and, um, allow for you to feel seen. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, for me, I also get that feeling, um, when I'm in the Akashic records, Mm, yeah, definitely. But it's oh, nice. hundred percent. It's nice to experience it with another human, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a different experience. Yeah. That's similar, though. Similar. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's important because we're we're meant to be here, you know. Yeah, having that human definitely. life. Yes. Okay. Yes. One hundred percent. What do you rarely say yes to, and why? Dates. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I'm, I'm very picky. I, I don't know. I've had like such a perspective shift about relationships, about letting someone in my space or, you know, even be that close to my own face, you know, if you're like kissing someone or, um, yeah. And I believe like, sex is a spiritual experience more than a physical one. Um, it's become like really apparent to me that that's really truly what it is. So, um, that's not something I'm, you know, looking for that exchange, you know, it's, it's more like I want, um, everything. I don't want just one thing, you know, it's not, so much I'm like looking to just date someone because I'm looking to date them or to be taken to dinner, to be given gifts. It's like, okay, but does that come with being seen? Does that come with feeling heard? Does that come with sharing vulnerabilities or, um, you know, them offering me, teaching me something? It's in my past relationships, I was always the one showing up as the teacher and and sort of the guide. And I don't want to be that anymore. I want to have that be a shared thing where sometimes I'm in that role and sometimes he's in that role. Um, so yeah, it's very rare that I would say yes to a date. Almost never. (laughs) 
not to say that, you know, one day, um, right. Yeah. It won't happen. And I'm, I'm definitely open. I, I wasn't for a long time. And I would say with the eclipse season, that sort of that happened this summer. Um, I really felt like I released kind of, like expectations, rules, and regulations as far as like um, exactly what I was looking for. It's it's more of like um, I'm holding the space for the idea of the right person. And um, when that person shows up, like he definitely has a space in my life, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share, either Akashic or otherwise? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think one of the most important things that I've learned is um, it's actually much better when life goes slow, when things slow down and you can embrace that for what it is. Um, It's shown me that there are like there's like beauty in the quiet and um and you actually do feel what you need to feel in every moment to be prepared for the next one and so you can kind of feel momentum building to take you somewhere and that's sort of what I've been experiencing in my own life presently is I can feel my life shifting and moving me um to make some more transitions in my life. And I feel it through my feelings. Like that's how it's been revealed. And if I didn't have this stillness and this slowness, like I wouldn't be observant enough to see this happening. And it's so much better to live this way where you're, you're actually feeling, feeling the buildup, you know, it's like, um, you're feeling the buildup to like a climax or something. And it's, it's awesome. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And so I definitely recommend just embracing like the boredom and the stillness because it's gifted me so much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. Cause, um, you know, as a parent, kids will say I'm bored, right? <laughs> it's like, that's good because later on, you know, you may not have that opportunity. It's such a gift. I know. Yeah. Well, there, this is like a generation that's going to become like these like patient little gurus (laughs) Yeah, getting it all figured out before, you know, um, life starts to try and turn them into people they're not. Yeah. I think it's definitely, it's definitely a really interesting generation that's coming up. Um, yeah. And I'm really excited. There's so much more aware. Yeah, so much different than um, what I was like at that age. Yeah. And what I thought well, it's, was possible, it's like, you know? It's so sad because I feel like I was told to be who I wasn't so that I could be accepted. And the whole unraveling of myself in my 20s and 30s to get to this place has been me seeing that the little girl that I was, was right all along. And, you know, to be disconnected from her just really hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I feel you on that one. <clears throat> yeah. Do you want to share any information about how people can reach you if they want to book a reading or if they want yeah, to sure. read your writings that you're um, putting out for people? Thank you. Yes. Um, so my writing is mostly on Facebook. I do share on Instagram as well. And it's Facebook dot, um, or sorry, slash Sarah dot Um, and then my Instagram is the same. It's at Sarah dot And, um, I also write pieces for thought catalog as well. So you can just Google my name, um, and those pieces, you'll probably see them. Um, and then my website is sarahsharmas.com. Awesome. And then I will, um, I'll put all those in the show notes. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. I have one last question. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I remember, I remember one of the classes you mentioned that you, um, were working on a book, you were going to write a book, something about a book. Yes. So, um, part of what I'm feeling, like when I was talking about this buildup, sort of moving me forward, um, so I believe that uh, I have a few purposes and one of them is to help people through suffering. And the reason why this is a purpose for me is because this has been something I experienced in really profound ways in my own life. Um, a lot, a lot of suffering and um, being as spiritual as I am, it gave me the path to understand this not to deflect from it and not to spiritually bypass things by, you know, pretending I'm somewhere or I'm not or someone I'm not, but instead um, to really embrace and accept life for what it is and not, you know, live in the stars. I'm very, very grounded and that's really important to me. Um, so this book series that I believe I'm, I think it's a destiny point in my life um, that I'm destined to write. I've been given all the book titles. It's eight books and um, they're novels. So not just like small little books, they'll be pretty large. Um, and I, I would say they're mostly akin to something like Harry Potter, where this will be an adventure book series it will be based on my life and my past lives, things that I've gone through, themes that I've experienced, um, different planets I've lived on, and theories that I have about what our life on this earth really is about and what it means. Um, and that's something that I really believe my life has always um, pushed me in the direction to do to write yeah. so um yeah it's something that you know um is a process and I've tried channeling the books before they haven't come out in order yet so I'm I'm waiting until I get the feeling of the beginning and it's a few it, for me writing is always a feeling like I know it's like inside of me and I just have to you know get it out on paper and for me it's like I can't I can't do anything else until that's done. Like until it's like out of me. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know, giving birth or something. Um, I don't know what else it would be akin to, but 
yeah, that's, that's how I experience it. That's how I experience writing. And, um, I disappear when I write. It's one of the best feelings. I definitely feel like it's the most spiritual experience for me because I feel like a straight channel. I feel like that is my experience of God and, um, whatever brings me those feelings I want. Um, and so that is why, you know, I'm also this Akashic record reader. Um, yeah. And, and the books, you know, it's, I've always known, I've just always known. And I don't think that many people are that lucky to feel that way, but, um, yeah, it's just always been something where I knew that this would be what I would do. And I didn't know how I would get there. And I still don't really know. Um, but being an Akashic record reader and doing this, I mean, um, I can work, you know, and be able to write at this point in my life because I'm working for myself and I can control my hours and, um, and, and that's a huge blessing. Yeah. Thank you. I love talking to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, yes, yes to you. Thank you, beautiful souls. I deeply appreciate you. I love Akashic Conversations and sharing this resource with you. If you have any questions, you can reach me by email at tatiana at yes2soul.com. My Instagram is yes2soul and my website is yes2soul.com. I have these links in the show notes. Let your light shine and be radiant. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and of course, share. With all my love, light, and with highest blessings, thank you so much.